welcome to the Fearlessly You podcast. I am your host, Coach Sparkles. I'm a certified wellness professional passionate about helping women design the life they are dreaming of through intentional living. Fearlessly You is here to take you from surviving to thriving in all areas of life. Grab a cup of coffee and join me for authentic conversations and encouraging tales from the trenches. Now let's get started. It's time to become Fearlessly You. Good morning, everybody. I always say good morning because I'm always recording in the morning, but you might be listening to this at a completely different time of day. So wherever you are, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited you're here. Um, I know it's been a while. I mean, it has probably been since, well, it's probably been close to a year that you're still here listening to this podcast because I have a lot to update you on. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, a lot has happened over the last year. Um, I wanted to hop on mainly because, you know, I've I've been kind of quiet about my own health stuff. And I wouldn't say hiding it, but I also wouldn't say sharing it. And because of that, I have been less active on social media, less active in my business. Um, I started a new business venture, which I'll share in a little bit. But um, mainly today, I wanted to share about something that recently happened. Um, So for like the last two or three years... I don't even know if it's been that long. Um, And I should also preface this. I'm going to talk about my periods. (laughs) I'm going to talk about some very normal female things, but that might be, you you might not want to listen to this around your kids or around someone who might be kind of weirded out by it. But I'm just going to get super transparent about some things that I've been struggling with and that I honestly haven't known what to do about because, um, I mean, basically, I had just kind of been struggling with low energy, um, anxiety and depression, um, just feeling like I couldn't quite get my feet back under me. I mean, I've heard this from lots of people, and I even did a poll on my Instagram, basically asking people, like, are you having trouble staying motivated? Because the truth is, for me, I have struggled hard the last two to three years, um, And I say this as someone who works in the health and fitness industry, who knows all the things. I mean, I am very well educated (laughs) and I am a wonderful coach, but I mean, I was, I've been struggling to get myself motivated and through what seems like crisis after crisis the last two to three years. I mean, it's just, you, you hear the phrase, the struggle is real. And I'm like, oh my goodness, the struggle is so real. And I am so sick of the struggle and I'm sick of this being my life. So, um, like with my personal health, I have found my, my levels of fatigue have been very high or I should say my, I have been very tired. So that's, I'm trying, and my energy has been low. That's what I'm trying to say there. Um, and my stress levels have been high for a variety of factors, um, family life, some personal stuff. Like it's just, it's been a lot of stuff going on. And um, my periods especially, it seemed like this started probably four or five years ago. It's been going on for so long that I cannot keep track of it, all right? 
Like I've kind of lost, <laughs> I've kind of like cannot remember the timeline. Um, but it's been a while. And so this last year I, I was talking to my primary and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I need help here. And you know, I love this, my, um, who I see, she is so wonderful. She's very receptive to anything I bring up and, um, any, um, like blood work I request, anything that I like am kind of curious about, she's willing to entertain. And I appreciate that so much about her. And so the last four to five years, it's like, we've done all the tests, we've done the ultrasounds, the blood work, everything, and nothing is showing me like, what is wrong with me? And at the same, and in the same breath, I'm like, I just feel awful. Like awful might be an exaggeration, but there was just this low grade crap that I was constantly feeling. I just did not feel good. I didn't feel like me. I didn't feel like the positive, energetic woman that I had been for a long time. And I'm like, what is going on? So this year I ended up um, meeting with my old OB um, because our insurance like covered both of the um, ho major hospitals in our area. And um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should just go see Dr. D again. So I went, um, I booked an appointment with him. He is the one who helped me um, figure out I had a blood clotting disorder, which was leading to multiple miscarriages. So I'm kind of like, this is probably who I need um, to go through all the testing and my symptoms and help me out here. So I was suspicious that I had low progesterone. Um, like you can, you can certainly look online or, or somewhere else about what the symptoms are. But one of my primary concerns, and I also had concerns about like my, my blood clotting disorder where I was with that, um, because my, my periods were extremely heavy and there were clots and I, I always hate like describing in detail, but my periods were terrible. I mean, the first day or two, they were so physically exhausting and excruciating. Like I was having to call in sick for work. Um, and I would just kind of spend a day like pumping myself full of ibuprofen and trying to <laughs> trying not to die, I guess. I don't know. That sounds that might sound a little dramatic, but like I was in a lot of pain and the bleeding was also so heavy. I just felt physically drained and you could see it on my face. Like I have um, an olive skin tone and I looked like a ghost. Um, it was very interesting to me how like phys like I could see it physically when I looked in the mirror how exhausted I looked and I could also feel it in my bones how exhausted I was and um so he ended up prescribing um something called so uh, like he he can we went through the list of symptoms and like all the different things I was dealing with and he he confirmed yeah you know this this does sound like it here are your options and we ended up going with um a prescription um for bioidentical um, progesterone. Um, I believe it's called Prometrium. Um, and initially it helped quite a bit. Um, my periods were lighter. There weren't as many clots. I mean, at at the point that I was at, the my periods had progressed so much that I could not use tampons um, during that stretch of the month. So I was, it, it was dram dramatically affecting my quality of life. And I'm only... 37, my daughter and I got in an argument, not, not like a serious argument, but we got into an argument the other day because I'm like, no, I'm 38. And she's like, mom, you're only 37. And I had to literally do the math. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, I am only 37. 
So um, I just thought that was funny because I can't even remember my own age at this point. <laughs> um, so anyway, initially it helped. Like it helped lower some of the things I was struggling with and I didn't have such dramatic mood swings. Um, my headaches weren't as much. Um, I had more energy. Um, so it just helped for a little bit. Um, and then after three to four months, like things started to come back and I'm like, what is going on in the meantime? Like I I'm still able to manage life with these period symptoms. However, I'm like, I still just do not feel right. I am having extreme cravings for sweet foods, which is not my normal. Okay. Um, it was not my normal. And, um, I usually crave like salty foods, um, salty, crunchy, fried, I mean that kind of stuff. Um, but the last year or two, I've been having a lot of sweet cravings and, um, it just, it was so strange. And I ended up like getting blood work done this fall again. Um, and my fasting blood work showed that my, um, blood sugars were high. And it put me, this is, this is kind of the part that I was like, oh, I, I was so hesitant to kind of share this because I feel a little embarrassed about it, which is something I'm working on coaching myself through. Um, but my blood sugars put me at a pre-diabetic level. Now, if, if I'm being fully honest, I mentioned like I hesitated to share this and I never feel obligated to share this kind of stuff with anyone. But I wanted to share this because my initial response was I felt extremely embarrassed because um, I live a relatively healthy life. I'm not perfect by any means, but I've also been someone who people would look at and like pinpoint as a very much a healthy, um, a larger bodied woman living in a healthy body. Okay. And it felt embarrassing, I guess. And also like, I felt some shame. I was like, I, I am a, I'm a certified group fitness instructor. I am a nutrition coach and I can't even get my own crap together. Like that's, that's honestly, if I were to like pinpoint it to a single thought that I was having, it was probably that like how, who am I to give people advice? Who am I to coach people if I am dealing with this behind the scenes? Like I, my personal health is not doing well right now. And, you know, I think we need to say like for our own selves, when we look at situations like that, where maybe we are embarrassed or feeling shame because of a situation that we're in. I mean, what happens? I I can speak for myself when that happened. Like I wanted to hide. And there were so many reasons for that. Like I am, I just finished opening a group fitness studio in my area. All right. And this, <laughs> this all coincided with the um, week or two that I was doing that. So I felt like this level of shame. I'm like, I am opening a group fitness studio. I'm getting ready to relaunch coaching. I have all of these certifications and I am pre-diabetic. How embarrassing. And that's my inner mean girl. Let's just call it what it is. That's me being a jerk to myself. Um, and so I was like, I think more people need to see the imperfection and like the struggle can happen to literally anybody. 
then I need to hide this and feel like crap about myself. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm here sharing this with you guys, because um, I know there are people out there like people, the pre-diabetic range is unfortunately becoming a normal. And for me, I was also scared too. And um, that's because I have a family history of thyroid issues um, and a family history of type 2 diabetes for two generations of people that are older than me in that are direct blood relatives. Okay. So I um, was pretty nervous. And initially, like when I spoke to um, my doctor about the um, blood work results, I, they were, they kind of suggested like just tweaking the nutrition. And I said, you know, I, I will, which I'll get to that in the next part. <laughs> I'm like, but I really, I, I, I requested um, some other tools to help me start managing this right away because of the family history and knowing that I, I feel very strongly that this needs to be handled. And I'm taking this very, I'm taking ownership of several of my habits that are not serving my health or balancing my blood sugar or any of this very seriously. And um, so I um, have started metformin um, and we're going to reevaluate that in three months. And I've also started tweaking my nutrition to focus more on, I call it slow carbs. Um, a lot of people are under the impression that if you have um, high blood sugar or um, things like that, that you have to go keto or low carb. You don't. However, it does matter that you start looking to change. Like I, when I say slow carb, I'm talking about the high fiber, um, high fiber and moderate carbohydrate foods that don't spike your blood sugar. I mean, when you think of things that spike your blood sugar, I'm telling you, it's going to be like your candies, your straight up. Um, I mean, candies is just a great example, but things that are really high in processed sugars. Okay. And that's some people might get ticked off at me for saying that, but it's true. It's reality. You cannot fight reality. Okay. <laughs> I used to like try to water down some of these things to be polite, but our bodies, I mean, our bodies don't thrive on processed food. Yes, you can absolutely have them. I'm not telling anyone to stop eating it, but is it serving your body? I mean, so I started to think about this when I was having my pity party. One of the thoughts that went to my was like, oh, now I have to do this. Now I have to do that. Now I have to blah, 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 like shooting all over myself, all of these things that I have to do because my body is not responding well to my current habits. And, I, and then I like, I paused and I went, okay, I'm really emotional about this. I'm really upset, feeling a little embarrassed. I'm like, but technically if I don't want to, I don't have to change a darn thing. I really don't. And it's the same with anyone out there who's listening to this. You don't have to change a darn thing, but there might be consequences for it. Okay. For me, I don't have to change anything about what I'm eating, but if I don't, I mean, nothing will change with my blood sugar levels. Um, and it could get worse down the years. I'm only 37. All right. And so the idea 
of being on metformin or the other consequences that can go with type 2 diabetes down the road, that's not something I want. So that's a pretty strong motivator for what do I want to do? Do I have to get rid of some of certain things? No. Does it bless my body? Not really. Do I get to if I want to? Heck yes. All right. I get to choose what foods I get to put into my body. I get to choose what foods will help me to balance my blood sugar instead of these constant high dives and low dives that I experience right now because um, of some overeating and some mismanagement of cravings. So really what all a lot of this comes back to is I've I started doing some digging and some researching into okay clearly I have two big problems right now my blood sugar is out of whack my hormones are out of whack and with all of this I had realized I'm struggling with my own weight loss goals and there are a few things that have just made it harder And even when I was doing things like quote unquote correctly, I was still not losing at what probably would have been a normal pace for the, in the past, or also for someone who was like a similar weight as me. It just wasn't making sense. So when I started to be much more analytical of what was going on and straight up honest with myself just kind of realizing, okay, this is all kind of playing into each other, right? Like if you think about the, how our body works, it really, it all starts on the inside. Okay. Um, and so I've started to make some changes from this, I get to standpoint, not this, I have to standpoint. Um, because when you're doing things from a place of want, I want to, I get to, and trust me, it's not always like that. (laughs) Um, It makes a big difference. All right. And what I've been noticing is, so I'll just, I'll share a couple of the dietary changes and I'll, I'll save, I'll elaborate in a further episode, but um, I've increased my protein. I've increased my vegetables. Um, I am starting to replace some of my, I mentioned I was struggling with cravings and I still do. Um, and what would happen is it's usually in the afternoon, I would get this slump. This is, I don't want to say normal, but I've, it's common. Okay. Um, and I would just feel tired. And, um, so I would go for something quick, easy, salty, sweet, typically processed, I've started to change that because like, it's not serving me. I get more tired. All right. You know, imagine that, you know, you have a candy bar, you get into the kids Halloween candy. Um, you quick grab some chips and salsa, whatever it is. And it wasn't helping my energy. Okay. So I've started to replace that. I've started to make higher, I've started to swap that out for higher protein, um, desserts. So, um, one of my favorites, I call like, they're my no bake cheesecakes. Um, it has a Greek yogurt base. Um, it uses some pudding, um, and it has some little, um, sugar-free crunchy doodads on the top. So that for me 
does not make me more tired, which I think is extremely important. Okay. And then I can incorporate a little bit of um, fruit, um, high fiber fruit, um, that kind of stuff in with it too. Um, so learning different things like that has been super helpful, seeing what helps me and what harms my energy levels. Um, I've really been focusing and this, this was hard. Okay. I'm just going to say right off the bat, this was not an easy decision to make. I mentioned that I opened a group fitness studio this month and my goodness, I'm so excited. All right. But one of the biggest things that you can do to help your blood sugar and also your body as a whole, as you're aging is more muscle related, like, like more strength training, things that help you build muscle. All right. And so I had to decrease the amount of Zumba that was on the schedule because right now I am the primary um, teacher. So um, I went, okay, part of this has to do with my stress levels and um, decreasing stress is going to be important. So I had to look at my life <laughs> and um, figure out where can I add more rest and recovery and decrease the stressors in my area or in my life. Um, not everyone knows this, but exercise is a stressor. Okay. Now I'm someone who gets stress relief from exercise, but that doesn't mean that it's not a stressor on my body. Okay. So I've started to really try and focus more on things that support my healing, recovery, um, stress management and muscle tone versus this high flying, super fast Zumba class that I love to teach. And trust me, like I said, when I say this is a hard decision, it was very hard because Zumba is something I love to teach. All right. Um, but for right now, I need to teach a lot less of it. So I teach it once a week now. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that at some point in the future, maybe I will add in a second class, but for now it's okay. All right. Um, the other form of cardio I do is I teach Zumba gold, which is a low impact Zumba. And also I walk. Okay. Because these are things that can be much more, um, beneficial with our moods too. I mean, walking, especially as we are entering, um, winter, being outside isn't my favorite thing when it's cold, but I also am learning to embrace it when I dress warmer. <laughs> and I really believe it's helping. Which brings me to um, the next strategy for helping really manage my health is get better sleep. And <laughs> I would love some other suggestions for this because man, I feel like I've struggled with sleep for years. I mean, I would love to say it was just after we had kids that I've been struggling with my sleep, but I think it has been a very long time. And, um, I don't know about you guys, but I, <laughs> I could sit there and I, I have made my grocery list at three o'clock in the morning because I cannot sleep. It is ridiculous. Um, I am doing my best at this point. Um, to really separate myself from electronics at night. Um, that makes a huge difference for me. Um, and also trying to create a routine where my husband makes fun of me about this all, all the time, but I joke about my circadian rhythm. And um, 
but it's you guys look into your circadian rhythm it's it's nerdy but it's real it matters and it helps your sleep if you understand like what it entails okay so i've been really working on creating a an atmosphere at night that encourages sleep, not this wound up. I think that's the big thing is at the end of the day, I just feel kind of anxious and wound up still and have not been able to take a deep breath and relax. Okay. Um, so that's something that I've really been trying to lean into is this, my body needs more sleep. Okay. Um, it does not need more Facebook at night. It does not need more TikTok at night. You know, what does your body actually need is probably the question that most people need to start asking, including myself. Um, and you probably need more rest. You probably need less of this fluff that we're being told we need. <laughs> you don't need something from Amazon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um that's definitely another strategy that I've been really trying to focus on, on what is helping me sleep um, and what is promoting this atmosphere. And I can tell you in my house, here are a couple tips um, that help me sleep is I try to turn off as many lights as possible and I try to keep on like a couple that just create a dim atmosphere so that yeah there's still light in our house so no one's tripping over something but it's not bright um we have vaulted ceilings in our house so i mean we could have some very bright lights on but i turn all the lights off except for one that hovers over our stairs and i light some candles and i make myself a cup of decaffeinated coffee with some um of my favorite creamer or i do dessert tea um i really like this lemon loaf tea. Um, I think it's by Tazo. I, I don't know how, how you pronounce it. It's T-A-Z-O. Okay. And apple cinnamon tea. Those two are my favorites. Um, so those help me to relax without looking for other things to relax. Um, and I'm also, I'm reading some books. Um, obviously like my, my default when I have something that is going wrong in my life, I'll just put it that way, um, is I like to read about it like what could help make this better um so i am reading two books and i'm not going to share what they are today because i like to read before i recommend um but i'm reading two books about um kind of the blood sugar balance and that kind of stuff and um how it translates into my life and what i want to change what i don't want to change those types of things so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where things are right now. Um, I just really, I really want anyone out there who listened to this, I'm going to share a lot more about this. I mean, I, I, whereas I initially felt embarrassed, I mean, I really want more people out there to know that this is something that, yeah, it can happen. Life happens. I mean, life is always happening. There's, there's never a perfect time to be like, oh, maybe now I should get my stuff together. Maybe now I should focus on me. Maybe now I should make a change to this X, Y, Z. No, like the time is now. <laughs> it's okay if you're not where you want to be. Um, and you have the power to rewrite your story. And if you're feeling embarrassed or have any shame with like things that are going on in your personal life or that um, might be happening with you health-wise, it's okay. All right. There is hope. I mean, I, I I will always do my best to be an example of that 
the simple fact that there is always hope. All right. You can always get back up again. Um, And I know sometimes that can feel very exhausting. It can always feel like an uphill battle. But please, friend, hang in there. Remember that this isn't forever. This is just right now. Um, No matter where you are in your health journey or your medical conditions. All right. So keep your head up. Keep trying. I will have another update on this and also some other fun things coming up um, next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on the Fearlessly You podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to share the podcast with your friends, leave a review, and tag me in your takeaways as Coach Sparkles on social media. I love to hear when what we share on the podcast makes a difference in your life.